0: Hello, everyone. It's Victor, your guy, a.k.a. Five Wedges, coming to you with a post-Open Championship episode. The weekend that was was a phenomenal weekend, and we tip our hat to Brian Harmon. Uh, Brian played a flawless and textbook weekend of golf. Granted, it started on Friday when he made his move, but watching the tournament on Saturday and Sunday, it was hard to identify any one area over a period of time where Brian wasn't at the absolute peak of his game plan. Um, what we saw clearly was someone who was in control of his driver. And as we learned leading up to the tournament, being in the fairway, as is always the case, more times than not, was imperative at Hoy Lake at, at Riverpool Golf Club. Brian did that spectacularly. He led the field in fairways hit. That aside, his his second shot and his putting were equally impressive for the weekend. The one thing that I think was extremely impressive and probably doesn't get enough credit, and Brian alluded to that with the help of his his caddy, Scott, is that finally he was able to quiet all of the independent and seemingly irrelevant voices or thoughts or noise that, as he is noted on record of saying, often plagues him in tournaments. And in many respects, he has tabbed as reasons why... He performs so well, but just doesn't close the deal. And so in this case, uh, as he said time and time again, watching the interviews after the tournament concluded, he really did not celebrate until that third shot or that until his ball had reached the green on 18, and he was super locked in all day. Again, he gave a tremendous amount of credit to his caddy for keeping his mind where it needed to be, for making sure that Brian himself was focused on what their game plan was. And as much as we tip our hat to Brian for the flawless play over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I also think that his caddy is certainly, certainly worthy of recognition for the weekend that has been. One thing that I found interesting about this weekend and so often, those of us that follow golf, maybe at a, at a deeper level, we know that historically, the more reputable golf programs in America are your Oklahoma State's, your Texas. Uh, for a period of time, the country often talked about Arizona State. Uh, but as much as we recognize and understand those programs, I think we have to tip our hat to the state of Georgia. Yes, the state of Georgia. Uh, the The obvious case here is the champion golfer of the year is Brian Harmon, a graduate of the University of Georgia in Athens. And the champion amateur of the year is also a student at Georgia Tech based in downtown Atlanta. And so... The golf world from the Open's perspective gets to rally around one state in the southeast part of the U.S. And and let me say this, as much as I tip my hat to the state of Georgia, this isn't a Homer moment on this episode. Yes, I live in Georgia, but I'm a native of the Chicago area and will always uplift Chi-Town. But at this moment, it is not about my hometown. It is certainly about recognizing the state of Georgia and the quality golf, the quality golf that they play between Athens and downtown Atlanta. One more, one more UGA alum who finished in the top five, in fact, a T2, was Sepp Straka. And for those of us that continue to follow the the, the golf the way we do on the TD Green Golf Podcast, we should not be surprised that Sepp made a surprising or maybe unsurprising charge on Saturday and really didn't back down on Sunday. It was a, it was a seesaw round for him on Sunday as he chased his UGA alum But to Sepp's credit, the move that he made on Saturday was complemented by the move he made on Sunday. And remember, Sepp earned his way into the Open Championship by winning the John Deere Classic two weeks prior or a week prior. And he closed shooting a final round 62 on Sunday that by all accounts was set up to be a 59 had he not hit his approach shot into the water on 18. So, Sepp is on one right now, really showing that he has a grasp of his control of his game and control of his game. And what we saw at the John Deere showed up at the Open Championship. So, again, we've got three golfers, two from the UGA golf program, One from Georgia Tech program, the state of Georgia, I'm sure somewhere around the studio today, tomorrow for the rest of the week, um, they're going to to lift up their program and celebrate. And certainly it's worthy. I think also the Open showed us some very interesting things, uh, and I'll just toss some of those out. You know, next up, we all are getting ourselves ready for the Ryder Cup, which is played in Italy this year, and one thing that I found extremely interesting, and I think it's worth all of us, whether it's on the T Degree Golf Podcast, in our foursomes, um, just bantering around with our friends, family, is the performance of Justin Thomas. It was atrocious, and it started on Thursday. I think, like you. Um, Justin is trying to understand what's really going on in his head. Um, I'm one that believes it has nothing to do with Bones, as we his caddy. As we know, golfers tend to go through these stretches and then they make changes. And one of the more obvious changes is often their caddy. But in this case, I don't think it's Bones at all. Um, Justin has had a life change, but I'm not quite sure what's going on with his golf game. What I find interesting about his poor performance that ultimately led to him missing the cut is that as much as he was interested and disappointed with his performance, he was equally concerned with his position on making this year's Ryder Cup. I certainly have an opinion on where that sits. I'm not Zach Johnson at all. I am only the voice of a podcast, but I don't believe that Justin's performance warrants him being considered even as a captain's pick for this year's Ryder Cup. Now, the flip side of that, they are going to Italy. They are going to foreign soil. We know the USA's recent and distant past or recent past record going overseas. Justin is a fired up, passionate playing for the stars and stripes guy when it comes to the Ryder Cup. And so to that extent, if he plays, and my understanding is that he left Hoy Lake and flew to Minneapolis, St. Paul to play in the 3M championship. And so my sense is that Justin is looking for some consistency in his game leading up to the point or at least giving coach Johnson a reason to select him as a captain's pick. I do believe that the energy Justin brings to that team concept is worthy of him being considered as a captain's pick. But I found it interesting that someone we so often talk about winning a major um, someone who has won a major, someone who is an accomplished golfer, was nowhere close to being championship champion golfer of the year after Thursday's round. So that was one interesting observation. The next one, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, is Min Wu Lee. I do think that the T D Green Golf podcast community should keep our eye on Min Woo Lee. Min Woo this week was very competitive, um, consistent to what we've seen in the past few months in the events that he's played in the States. He's also been equally accomplished on the DP World Tour, which is his primary tour. I think that we're going to see good things from Min Woo going forward. He seems to be getting his golf sea legs under him, starting to understand the lay of the land on the DP World Tour as much as he is on the PGA Tour. Probably a little bit more play that's necessary for him to further that. But rest assured, let's watch Min Woo for the remainder of calendar year 2023. And then we'll talk about him coming into calendar year and season 2024. Roy McElroy, never not a topic of discussion for the majors. Didn't quite win this year. A valiant effort. Kept fighting as he is always apt to do. Finished in a T6 spot, A hard charge on Sunday. Really solid front nine, kind of flamed out on the back nine. A lot of talk about, will he win a major again? Uh, My answer is yes. Uh, A lot of conversation around he's getting older. He hasn't won in nine years. It is hard to win a major. And yes, Rory is still one of the better golfers on the planet today. I don't see where his game has fallen off. Uh, I have said before and before and before again that for me, the area of focus for Rory, if I were in his inner circle, is I would tighten up his short game and I would really, really focus on getting someone to help him be even better with the putter. I don't know if that's a change of putter, I don't know if that's his setup. I don't know if that's his stroke, but I know two people that he could easily reach out to. One is retired and it is someone who is noted as one of the best putters in the game and that is Brad Faxon. I suspect that aside from doing commentary on TV for golf events, Brad probably has some time will be more than happy to visit with Rory on on his flat stick. Um Steve Stricker right now was in between tournaments as he's playing the the PGA Tour Champions Tour but nonetheless I think those would be two people right off the bat that I would raise my hand send a text message have my agent get in touch with their agent whatever it needs to be to spend a little bit of time and talk about the art the execution and the outcomes of putting Rory gets that together Rest assured, he's still hitting the ball 300-plus, and and, and in any tournament, he's punishing the setup of the golf course. And so those two things show somewhat of improvement, and I fully see Rory winning a major. And here at the TD Green Golf Podcast, I'm going to put Rory's name on one of those four major trophies next year that's how comfortable and confident i am about rory's commitment and passion around winning another major we had some really interesting names that showed up on the leaderboard cameron young uh, rookie of the year yet to win a tournament on the pga tour yet to win a major but still remains very competitive uh eventually cam is going to break through whether it's this year or in 2024, Cam is going to break through Um, his putter. His putter just was not good to him yesterday, which is why we saw him kind of tail off. Uh, I think we also saw his body language that found itself in alignment with his putter, and that's never a good thing, but it's certainly being human. Nonetheless, someone that hits the ball very far seems to hit his irons extremely well. Uh, I don't think there's a question of whether or not he will win a tournament. I think it's just a matter of when. Emiliano Grillo, Grillo as he said, the last name is pronounced, so I'll pronounce it Grillo. Um, really solid two months. Again, somebody that used a weekend to work his way back towards the leaderboard and and finished very strong. Emiliano has had a really, really nice few weeks. And so, not really surprised that he finished where he did this week. Be interesting to see how he closes the season out going forward. We have a number of lesser known names that I think are worth all of us keeping an eye on. And one of those is Shubhankar Sharma um, out of India. Really had a solid game and had a solid week from Thursday to Friday. Um, He didn't seem like his putter was helping him push forward, but he had a solid week as well and and, and primarily a DP World Tour guy. But let's see if he flexes and and maybe comes over to the States and plays, plays a few tournaments. If he does, just keep an eye out on him. Excited to see Jason Day continue his ascension back seems to be in a really, really good place. Uh, It was really nice to see Jason give a charge on Saturday and Sunday, which pushed him up the leaderboard. He finished T2 at the open. And so let's hope that his health is right where it needs to be. Um, Let's hope that he takes something from this week and that we see a resurgent jason day one of the things that's going to be to his credit is he is very good in the short game and he's very good with the putter so again physically all things hold up i suspect that we'll see one maybe two more victories from jason day between this point and the end of golf season and calendar year 2024 Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Tommy was someone that I talked about as a favorite to win the Open. Tommy grew up within 90 minutes of Hoy Lake, seemingly a a home crowd for him. And Saturday wasn't good. Saturday was not good. Sunday was not good. Uh, The flat stick just didn't agree with Tommy, which was really surprising for someone who grew up in that part of the country, probably has played Hoy Lake a few times, understands how the weather affects the golf course, understand the weather affects the putting green. We just did not see that. Um, my guess is that of those on the leaderboard, let's say the top five to seven for uh, the weekend, Tommy probably outdistanced that group in the number of pars he had versus the number of bogeys or birdies. And that just wasn't going to get it. And certainly Brian Harmon let him know that. Uh, Victor Hovland, uh, again, I think Victor had a solid tournament. As I have said previously, my my critique or concern, observation with Victor is that he doesn't close well. He's a good Thursday, Friday Victor's proven me wrong uh, a few months prior to this tournament, but it seemed like Saturday and Sunday were not good to him. Nonetheless, I think that we can keep an eye on Victor um, as someone who ultimately will get it done and should be considered a favorite in 2024 when when the majors come around. Just a few more before we shut this episode out. I talked about Tommy Fleetwood. Let's talk about Xander Shoffley. I thought Xander would get one this year. Uh, I am a Xander fan and probably, depending on how the season plays out, will have Xander on the top of the majors list as we start calendar year 2024. But I can also say that between the U.S. Open and the Open at Hoy Lake, Xander's performance was disappointing. Uh, I came into the pre-Open Championship episode with Xander as a favorite because of his focus. I thought that he is balanced, does a really, really good job in his pre-shot routine, Seems to be locked in, and we just did not see that this week, particularly on Saturday and Sunday. So a little bit of a disappoint, disappointing performance um, from my standpoint for Xander. Uh, finished at T-17, and, and I see him as, as, a, as a T or a top 10 guy and someone who's competing for the trophy. Uh, John Rahm, spectacular saturday to get himself back into contention moved up 84 spots on saturday just could not replicate that on sunday he fought he fought and i believe he got it within two before ultimately brian harman put his foot on the gas and just decided to close the door Uh, I suspect that John Lee's Hoy Lake feeling good about his game and where he's at, Uh, he is definitely getting ready for the Ryder Cup, and so we should all anticipate a fired-up John Rahm. Finally, Terrell Hatton. Again, somebody that as we came into the year, I thought Terrell would be someone that would compete and probably find himself winning a major. I still think very highly of Terrell Hatton's game. I've always said that the challenge for Terrell is not his game, but how he manages his motions. And that manifested itself again this week. Uh, We saw it on Friday. We saw it a moment on Thursday. uh, And we saw it on Saturday. Uh, I think on Sunday, as much as Terrell was playing a solid game, he was really working to get through the 18 holes and, and thinking forward and getting ready for the next tournament. And so a little bit of surprise that he finished well down. The leaderboard finished outside of the top 10 this week, and that's not where I saw him finishing. But I'm not souring on Terrell. I'm very hopeful. I think he's competitive. So I'll continue to follow him, as will the TeeDee Green Golf Podcast and its community. Uh, where we decide to place him, in the in the space of winning or competing um, in 2024 will largely be dictated on how he finishes the calendar year 2023. And so there you have it. The 151st playing of the Open Championship at Liverpool Golf Club in Hoylake, England, has come to an end. The champion golfer of the world for season 2023 is Brian Harmon. We salute the state of Georgia for the quality golf and the quality golf programs from the University of Georgia in Athens, Georgia, to Georgia Tech in downtown Atlanta. Thank you. As we focus on the rest of the calendar year 2023 and get ready into season 2024 we'll revisit the majors at that time thank you my absolute best to you and yours and as we always say hit it straight from T to green production support for the T to green golf podcast comes from dominic fiore of the digital arts recording department at the university of saint francis and Canon Studios in Holly Springs, Georgia. We are out.